So, you know, you can tell when there's a bear market in crypto and especially Bitcoin, whenever you see a lot of infighting in the industry, fighting in crypto, especially Bitcoin. Um, and I've criticized Nick Carter a lot, but I have to give him props for not being a Bitcoin maxi. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of tweets yesterday attacking him for he he basically posted to some kind of investment that he and his firm did and because it wasn't just bitcoin only he was attacked and you know when the bitcoiners are upset when the market's down when the price of bitcoin's down uh they're a little bit vulnerable they're insecure uh and they go on you know these attacks of other projects and i just want to point out that you know the bitcoiners don't have a monopoly on creating tokens out of thin air, promoting them, marketing them, right? And then selling them into the market. They don't have this monopoly. They also don't have, you know, a monopoly on morality. You know, they want to pretend like they're, uh, you know, self-righteous. They're the only people that can create a token out of nothing, promote it and sell it and get rich and get everyone else who wants to create a token out of thin air uh, shouldn't be allowed to do so, you know? Sailor has come out, right, and said that basically all other cryptos that could exist are securities. And he basically is crying to the government at this point to try to get, you know, regulation passed so they can legally enforce this monopoly that they don't deserve um, to have. I mean, they, everyone knows you can fork Bitcoin. Everyone knows that what, uh, what makes, you know, that, that basically there's this idea that Bitcoin is scarce is a complete farce. You know, this 21 million coins that I keep hearing over and over again is just code. And we all know that Bitcoin is decentralized, quote unquote, it's built on consensus. And this number could be changed because this code is written by humans and humans can, can change the code. If enough people, you know, who have buy-in power, wink, wink, the miners, <laughs> if they want to change the subsidy, if they want to basically change the uh, the amount of Bitcoin that gets distributed um, through mining, they can do so. So uh, what they have here is a utility that they, they basically base Bitcoin's value on, which is the idea that you can move peer-to-peer -peer, uh, these so-called Bitcoins, you know, on the blockchain but this can be replicated by any number of, of copycat cryptocurrencies out there uh, using a blockchain or maybe even not using a blockchain. But the, basically the idea is that if, if you can get this thing liquid in trading, you can replicate the same functionality as Bitcoin. And so uh, Bitcoin then utility is not really scarce. Yeah, these different cryptocurrencies might have a different security model. But if all you care about is just transferring Bitcoin or transferring a token that represents some fiat value, right? Because this thing trades and it's worth some amount of price. So I'll, if I only care about actually sending fiat, you know, through Bitcoin, then I don't need to store Bitcoin. I don't need to hold it any longer than I need to just to buy it, transfer it out, and then I don't care about it any longer. So I don't really care about the security long term. Uh, so any number of, of cryptos that do the same function uh, could satisfy my needs. So... Um, Bitcoin's utility, it's, it's artificially scarce because other cryptos can, can do the same thing. So it really relies on this narrative that, well, we've limited artificially, <laughs> at least, 
the 21 million possible Bitcoins that could ever exist. So they really, really now need to lean on this whole digital gold narrative, this idea that it's scarce and so it should be valuable, uh, which of course is a bunch of BS as well. Uh, just because something is scarce doesn't give it value. And again, it's artificially scarce. It's artificially this 21 million was just plucked out of nowhere. So it's artificially scarce. But, you know, I love to see this infighting in, in Bitcoin, especially. I mean, I'm a Bitcoin critic, so I love to see it personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it just shows you their level of insecurity. Like if Bitcoin was this great thing, and if, if they really thought that these competitor altcoins didn't pose a risk to Bitcoin, why would they spend so much of their time criticizing other altcoins, basically morally condemning people that quote unquote shitcoin or basically create a new alternative currency um, or crypto, you could say, why do they spend so much of their energy trying to you know, ban people from their so-called cult, you know, Bitcoin maximalism? Why do they care so much? Well, I think it's because deep down they realize that uh, this thing uh, is not quite as scarce as they pretend it to be, or at least it's not rare in where it counts, right? So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, so I do criticize uh, Nick Carter, but at least he's not a Bitcoin maximalist. Um, Now, What I will say about him is that he does criticize some projects that he deems to be like Ponzi-like in in nature, Uh, but yet he doesn't see the hypocrisy of, you know, the projects that he he does care about, which, you know, Bitcoin included, is Ponzi-like as well. I mean, it can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know where these Bitcoins, Bitcoiners uh, get this idea that Bitcoin isn't like a Ponzi because the people who have benefited from Bitcoin the most have been the people who have been early to Bitcoin, who have then sold their Bitcoin once it's been pumped into, you know, the stratosphere in price, they've been able to sell it to people who are buying in at a much lower price. And I get that, you know, there's this saying that the Bitcoiners use that absolutely does not win them any friends. And it makes me despise them for this. Oh, people get Bitcoin at the price they deserve. You know, that is the most morally, you know, outrageous statement I've ever heard. (laughs) And, you know, it's not going to really get people to like you. It's not going to get people to like like Bitcoin. What does that even mean? Well, it, you know, you're just covering up the fact that you it's really a Ponzi, but you're pretending like you're smarter than everybody for getting in you know, earlier and then b- being able to dump it to, to people later on. Um, but you know what? I want to push this back in the Bitcoiners, Bitcoin Maxi's face and say, you know, you again, this goes back to this idea. You do not have a monopoly on creating a token out of thin air, you know, giving it a narrative, giving it a a story, like calling it money or digital gold, you know, marketing it, promoting it, uh, spending all this money on CNBC, right? Buying advertisements like Barry Silbert does to pump, pump, pump Bitcoin up. You do not have a monopoly on that. You are not the only one who can create a token out of nothing, promote the hell out of it, get it to, to, you know, go up in price and then sell it and become rich. Do you really think that other people aren't going to try this? Do you really think that other people aren't going to copy what you did? And do you really believe that people should be buying Bitcoin at, you know, 60K or 20K when they can possibly create a new token out of thin air, pump it and get rich themselves? 
what like why do you think you have a moral uh hierarchy here to tell other people not to go create another altcoin and do what other bitcoiners have done at least the early people the old guards who have made billions or millions of dollars off of this ponzi like scheme so uh, don't try to tell other people that they shouldn't be involved in creating their own Ponzi if they want to, uh, because you were able to get rich off your Ponzi scheme called Bitcoin. Uh, so you shouldn't be telling other people they shouldn't be getting rich on Bit on another altcoin that has a similar scheme built in. That's what pisses me off about these Bitcoiners more than the lies and the fraud. I don't like that either, uh, you know, that the Bitcoiners uh, seem to... Um, I guess they believe that they're not lying, but you know, I think that they are. I think that they're mis, mis, uh, mistaken here, at least, um, or don't understand something. But I think a lot of them don't want to understand, and so they just ignore it. But what pisses me off more than the Bitcoiners that are committing fraud, or at least being brazen, you know, saying things that, that have no basis in evidence, like, oh, Bitcoin can go to a million, or Bitcoin's going to be the global reserve currency. Oh, that one's my favorite. Uh, my favorite stupid Bitcoin lie or, or misstatement that they say. But what pisses me off more than that is honestly this self-righteous moral superiority that the Bitcoiners seem to have. These Bitcoin maxis who think every other project is a scam except Bitcoin. I mean, you want to? Does anyone want to call in here and tell me why other projects that are you know Bitcoin-like, right? Maybe forked of Bitcoin. Like, how are these scams, but Bitcoin somehow gets a free pass? Now, I really want to understand some of this logic, you know, the, the, the Bitcoiners have. Everything else is a security except Bitcoin. Everything else is a scam and a Ponzi except Bitcoin. You know, and Bitcoin, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's decentralized. I mean, I don't really buy that argument. But if you want to say that, well, Bitcoin has had 13 years to decentralize. In the very beginning, who was mining? Satoshi, right? And he didn't tell anybody who he was. He wasn't very forthcoming, right? Uh, so we don't know how much he mined, how much he sold, and people are pretending like, well, Bitcoin didn't have a pre-mine, which, quote unquote, pre-mine is just pe basically, you know, other people, some like insiders mining a project, getting in, in the door early, sort of before it's hyped. But just like a startup, you know, is is not just launched one time to the world. It's you know it's it's marketed several different times. There's several different launches. You could say uh, a, a a coin, a cryptocurrency, isn't going to just be launched one time either. And you can't possibly inform the whole world of your project. Number one, they're not going to be interested. They're not going to listen. Uh, but you can't possibly tell the whole world. So there's no way to act in a fair way. And Bitcoin wasn't launched fairly either. Now, you might try to put them on a continuum of more fair versus less fair, and I agree that you can do that. But to say that just outright that Bitcoin was more fairly launched than something else, uh, well, you know, that's all relative, right? And, and to say, well, that Bitcoin is the only one that's had a fair launch, that's just not true. There's been other proof-of-work tokens launched. And, you know, uh, I hate to say it, <laughs> but... Uh, we have no idea, again, who Satoshi was. He refuses to come forward. So these people that say that Satoshi, oh, he was benevolent. He just, he wanted to help other people. He he didn't want to just get rich himself. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Back it up with evidence. You can't even tell me who Satoshi was. So unfortunately, we don't even know how many he mined. You know, 
Uh, and even if we knew who he was, he probably wouldn't be honest about that. But we have no idea how much he sold or how much his family has sold. If he has, you know, given his coins to his family or maybe they're in some kind of trust. Maybe they come available in the next year. You, We have no idea how many of his coins potentially could be dumped on the market. Yeah, there's people that think that they've narrowed in on, you know, exactly when he was mining in the early days. But, you know, he could have wised up to that and he could have started mining, you know, more secretively uh, later on. So, you know, don't tell me that you know exactly how many coins this guy has and that he's never sold at me because I just don't believe you one bit. But the fact of the matter is uh, you could, you know, the language that the Bitcoin maxis like to use about pre-mines, you could definitely call what Satoshi did and probably those early insiders of his that learned about it first uh, started mining with him. Uh, you could call them, you know, you, you could call that a pre-mine if you wanted to. Now, I don't like to get into the to this debate of who found out earlier and who didn't. But the fact that this is such a big issue to the Bitcoiners, it's, it's such a big issue to crypto in general. Like, oh, when did you find out? Oh, you got in early. The fact that this is such a big issue tells you exactly what the scheme is. It's a very Ponzi-like scheme where the people who enter in first reap all the benefits, right? If you can, you know, if it gets going, if you can promote it, and if it gets listed on an exchange and then pumped up, you know, in price, uh, of course, all these people are going to benefit from that. And why it's so crucial, uh, you know, in knowing who the who are the insiders. I mean, was it this fair launch, which a lot of the Bitcoin maxis like to criticize other projects over? Uh, well, just tells you again, it's this it's this Ponzi like. Uh, thing. And so it very much matters if you're early. And the Bitcoiners that are saying, oh, it's still early. This is my other favorite lie that they like to do. Oh, it's still early. I mean, bullshit. Like, <laughs> you're just saying that because you want more people to enter after you because you want to get rich. Anyway, so I'm going to end this, this rant for now. <laughs>